everybody, and welcome into Cookie Speaks Words. It's time for another podcast, and it's time for another film podcast. We do these intermittently as we see fit and as we like. And of course, there was a uh, there was a film <laughs> there was a film that uh, featured dinosaurs. So, as the dinosaur fanatic that Bohan is, this is definitely a film that we had to see, and it looked pretty good in the trailer. So we watched sixty five with Adam Driver. And uh, we're here to give you a full report on what we thought of it. Bohan, how are you right now? This very second. Wet. Wet. You look a little yes. wet. Got some hair wetness going. So this is actually a legitimate uh, wetness and a spiritual wetness. I don't know if spiritual is the right word for that. Sexual? You're wet. Are you asking if I'm sexually wet? <laughs> Do you want me to be? I, I, you know what? Let's just anybody can that. get me there. It's going to be you. Thanks, bro. I'll take that as a wonderful compliment of yours. I, I'm going to just let that sit out there, the wetness, and uh, see what see what people want to make of that themselves. Throw it in the comments. How wet? I mean, you if think some Mohan people want is. some more context, it is almost three o'clock in the afternoon, and I just woke up and took a shower, so I am wet. He is legitimately wet. And maybe sexually wet. We'll find out. Anyway, enough wetness. Let's get to the movie. First off, of course, spoiler warning. Uh, well, actually, you know what? Not a spoiler warning yet. We'll give you just our basic review first, and then it'll be spoilers after that. So let's give non-spoiler point of view first and foremost, Bohan. Do you want to go first, or would you like to let me take the first uh, take the first shot at it? It doesn't matter doesn't matter hmm. then you force me to do it i'm gonna let i'm gonna let you go first because i'm having All issues right. with words i've already said the wrong word like four times so <laughs> my warm-up's a little off so bohan what did you think from a non-spoiler point of view of this movie so old bohan is a big fan of big dumb dinosaur fun and uh that's what this movie was so I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, the dinosaurs looked great. Like, they looked good in the trailer, but you never know. Sometimes they could just be making them look good in the trailer just to get people to come in and watch the movie. But no, the, the dinosaurs still held up visually very well in the actual movie itself. Uh, this movie was suspenseful. I, I really enjoyed that. It, it had its suspense. Like, you, <laughs> you didn't know what was going to happen and when it was going to happen. Sometimes you did, but not all the time. Cause there were a couple of times in this movie where it actually got me. Like I was like, all right, I wasn't expecting that. And uh, I know what your main complaint's going to be cookie. And that's, that's going to be the sound, but I'll let you talk all about the sound. <laughs> I don't know if that's actually fair. I mean, <laughs> I'll get into that. about the sound. <laughs> I should I get but, uh, into that now that we brought it up or <laughs> yeah I'll just I'll just I, my right. general consensus is like if you like big dumb dinosaur fun and you you want some like thriller and suspense mixed in uh this is the movie for that and not all these dinosaurs this is this is Hollywood so not all these dinosaurs are scientifically accurate there's there's some critters in this movie that you can tell that they're definitely made up because uh, there's some stuff in this movie I was like, I don't know what that is, and I don't know what that's supposed to be, but it looks really cool. And it still has a prehistoric feel to it. 
So there is some exaggeration in the movie if you're wanting something that's like, you know, to the T scientifically accurate, like this 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 isn't the movie for that, but it is it is big dumb prehistoric dinosaur fun. Yeah. So let's talk about the sound thing, just to get that out of the way. <laughs> I don't know if this is the movie's fault, <laughs> to be honest, or if it was just the film that we saw in theaters. But that <laughs> because it wasn't just the movie, the trailers were insanely loud. Everything really since loud. we when we walked into the theater, this is the loudest shit that I have had to consistently hear in my entire life. I've never heard anything that loud for more than like one bang. Like it was like, you know, when you, um, someone blares the horn in your ear, you're like, dear God, imagine that for two hours straight. <laughs> Cause I don't know what was going on. I asked the movie, the people at the movie theater, Hey, can you turn it down a little bit? It's 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 just way too loud. And that was during the trailers. I knew something was wrong, and they're like, "Well, the movie's just really loud. There's nothing we can do. Like we we can't adjust the volume." Which, hey, fair play, I'm sure they can't. But it's not that the movie's just that loud. The whole the whole film that they were sent must have just been jacked up in volume or something, because it doesn't work. Uh, I don't know how movie theaters work. I'm sure the guy was telling the truth because I don't think he was just being lazy and said, fuck you guys. I'm not turning down the volume. I don't know how any of that works, but that whole thing was just crazy loud. I am trying not to hold that against the movie. I don't think that's the film's fault. I think that was just our personal theater experience. Maybe other people that have seen it are like, oh no, that movie's fucking loud (laughs) because you talked about the suspense and stuff in this movie and it did have good suspense had a lot of jump scares i'm not a huge fan of jump scares but i really am not a huge fan of jump scares when it's ridiculously loud (laughs) so when there's a jump scare it would scare the shit out of me (laughs) because i i don't even know if i would have normally been scared by the jump scare or if it was just because it was so freaking loud i I have no idea. It was an insanely loud movie. And it was insanely loud the whole time. I spent the whole movie with my hand over my ears preparing for the moments where it got really loud. But if I had my hands like pressed up against my ears as hard as I could, I could still hear the movie pretty clearly. That's how insanely loud this movie was. So I'm trying not to hold that against it because I don't think that's the movie's fault that they just blare the volume like crazy. I if think I'm having it was a, a dinosaur roar into my ears, I'm taking it full blunt. Like, so I, you if like a dinosaur, insanely loud. If a dinosaur's drums. roar is going to blow out my eardrums, like, <laughs> so be it. Uh, That's I'll the way to that. go. <laughs> I mean, everything was loud. Like, every time they closed the door, I felt like I was going to die. <laughs> it was sounded like a gunshot. The whole movie was ridiculously loud. And in a jump scare movie, that is just not the way to be. I, I mean, that's it was an experience though. That that was an experience. Like I felt like I was on a roller coaster. Like that was like legitly an incredible experience. Well, again, I'm not holding that against the movie. I doubt that the movie was actually supposed to be that loud. All that being said, I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was a pretty good movie too. I don't think it was super dumb. I mean, I don't think it was a great plot, but it was different. I hadn't heard a simple. plot like that before. It, it was, was simple. It was simple. Yeah. It's not a they complex didn't try plot. To, they didn't try to overcomplicate it. And sometimes, like, with movies like this, you don't need to overcomplicate it. Because, like, that's kind of the route that Jurassic World Dominion went. They 
like I don't know what they that took something was. that could have been <laughs> they took something that could have been so simple and so easy and they made it they made it so over complex that it overshadowed what the movie was supposed to be and this movie yeah. did not do that this is like um like Jurassic franchise is obviously the comparison that you're going to see cuz obviously it's dinosaurs and for me this is better than most of the Jurassic movies that I've seen I don't know about most, but at least half. Definitely better than Dominion. But definitely, I think it was probably better than Fallen Kingdom too. Maybe the, the first Jurassic World. I wasn't a huge fan of that, but but even because what sixty five does is it goes back to what the original Jurassic Park did in a way. Now the original Jurassic Park it's better, um, and I like how they do it more in that movie. But it made the dinosaurs suspenseful and a threat. Now. It didn't do as much as Jurassic Park does at making the dinosaurs almost feel like they are their own characters. Like this movie doesn't really do that, which is fine. It doesn't need to, but it does. It does make the dinosaurs be a threat again instead of just being bumbling oofs who can't kill anything. You know, like the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park were terrifying. They were, you know, a really, really big threat. And it was one of the best suspenseful movies I've ever seen. This has some of that and brings some of that back, although darker actually than the original Jurassic movie. Park. It's very yeah. dark. It's very gritty, um, and it, it's pretty. It's pretty damn scary. And I, I like the way that they depict everything. It's 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 a good movie. I enjoyed it. I I knew the critics hated it. I don't really know why. It's not a perfect movie. The acting is a bit up and down. I don't. It's not Adam Driver's best. I've seen him do a lot better. It was um, strange at times. Roles. Yeah, there was some strange acting. Some scenes <clears throat> seemed a little out of place. Um, some of, but the effects were pretty pretty good. I mean, I heard this movie was a pretty cheap movie for a big sci-fi thing. It's pretty pretty well spent money because I think the special effects were pretty solid. I mean, I wouldn't say it's the best I've ever seen, but I was I never was like, oh, that looks fake. Like it looked no. I, there wasn't legit. any point in the movie to where I was like, that looks really bad. Like I no. I didn't think that. Yeah, I, I thought that it was just a pretty solid movie, a good enough story. Like I said, it's not a great story, but it's good enough that it do- it doesn't take me out of it or anything. And basically, it's just like a, you know a suspense filled ride of can he survive in a prehistoric world? Very simple plot. This is one of those moments. Like, there's a lot of stuff that we've disagreed on in the past because I thought it, you thought it was nice that it was simple, and I didn't like that it was simple. Yeah, that was with our prey review that was that was one of the problems with prey um but this this was a movie that had a simple plot and i thought that they stuck with just that simple plot it wasn't like it was trying to do something else and totally failed it's just just the simple plot not 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 revolutionary but an enjoyable time there's a lot of fun little scenes in there and some legitimate suspense and i honestly did not know at any time if the main characters would die or not. Like I, it, it legitimately right. had me wondering. And then when they, you know, it wasn't like it was totally unrealistic at any point or time either. Like, yeah, I'm sure obviously some stuff would be hard for them to get out of, but I thought it was relatively realistic too. Like it was pretty gritty in reality um, of that time period. Sounds weird to call it realistic, but you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a good movie. I, I, I legitimately enjoyed it. I just, uh, Boy, that sound. That's that was <laughs> I don't know what I thought it had good sound anyway, but I don't know 
because I didn't hear it in normal circumstance. I think everything sounds like it has great sound when it's jacked up to 9,000. So I'm not really sure <laughs> what the normal sound of this movie would be like, but it's it did seem like it had really good sound anyway. Um, so yeah, enjoyable movie. Um, the sad part is for me, probably the best movie I've seen in theaters in a really long time. And it wasn't that good, but I haven't seen a good movie in theaters in a while. I, think, I I mean, I, I thoroughly had a lot of fun watching this movie. I would have had more if the sound wasn't so freaking loud. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I I honestly, because I was scared of every scene. I'm like, I don't know which scene's going to break my eardrums and I'll, I'll be deaf. <laughs> I had real world fear here. Not like the good fear of watching a horror movie. Like, I'm afraid in real life <laughs> because I don't know if I'm going to lose my hearing <laughs> from any weird dinosaur popping out. So um yeah i i would recommend i would recommend to most people i mean if if you're expecting like something that's going to blow your mind it's it's not that kind of movie but if you're expecting to have some fun especially if you're into the horror horror genre or sci-fi or thriller suspense i think i think you'll get a nice helping in this movie i think you'll, you'll you're get like what me, you're you looking just, for you just like dinosaurs slash monsters oh, yeah. going if you like after dinosaurs people. and monsters this is a winner for you too if you like adam driver there's a lot of him too but like I said, it's not his best performance, but he does fine. It's just kind of up and down. See, I don't know. Like with him, it seemed like I don't know if it was like early filming. Like he was like, uh, would I sign up for? Like, I don't know if I want to do this. <laughs> and then as the movie went on, he like progressively like was getting into the role or depending on how they shot the film, like at the beginning, he was really into it. And at the end, he was like, uh, why did I do this? Like, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of all over the place. His act, like certain scenes, I'm like, he killed it. And other scenes, I'm like, he doesn't even seem like he's in the same world. Like, <laughs> it, it was an odd movie for Adam Driver. I couldn't tell when he was feeling it, when he wasn't. It was the, or actually, the sad thing is I could tell when he was feeling it, when he wasn't, because he was all over the board. Um, <laughs> the little girl actress does fine. I mean, she didn't really have a super difficult role i don't think but she does fine i don't think there's anything wrong with her character yeah good stuff so um i guess now would be the time for the spoiler alert so if you have not seen it yet go out and see it then come back listen to us again and we'll break it down for you look at every little piece and parcel for you so spoiler warning let's jump into the spoilers now bohan I'm gonna do my best to recount this movie from start to finish because I didn't write can't I didn't write anything down in the theater to keep myself like on on script. But the movie starts out on another planet, I guess. Solaris. Um, Solaris, where Adam Driver's character's from. It's gonna be rough that I don't remember his name. Uh Captain Mills. Mills. All right. Well, I'm calling him Mills then. I know the girl's name is Koa. I only have to remember like two people in this fucking movie because there's almost no human characters. They're the only two characters. Pretty much. There's I mean, there's, there's other characters, but they're like super hardcore side characters that yeah. Uh, the one the one means something, but the other one, like his wife, like she's just in the one. Yeah, scene. She's just there to get that one scene through. That's pretty much it. But uh, Captain Mills does have a daughter, and that's where the movie opens up. It's opened up. It opens up mm-hmm. on this other planet. Uh, it's called Solaris, and it's inhabited by humankind. At least I'm assuming they're humankind or an alien um, version. At of least humankind. those humans, yeah. Um, and uh, it opens up on this really beautiful beach scene. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, and it's got some weird rock formation in the back that they almost look like rocks does. in the shape of waves, almost, yeah. which was kind of interesting. So they kind of showed this planet is different but very similar to Earth, like it's it's like an Earth hybrid looking planet. And Mills, uh, Mills's daughter has some sort of disease. We don't know what it is, but she's got some sort of illness and. He needs to make enough money to keep the medications coming so that she can get better. He obviously has a great relationship with his daughter. There's a little cute scene with her and him doing some blowing and <laughs> blowing into his hands as like a whistle. <laughs> Not a good I hate my mind. My mind would stop me at the worst <laughs> point possible to make it weird. Anyway, he's like making whistling noises with their hands and stuff, so it's a little cute scene. Uh, to give a little bit of relationship context between the two. And so he's got to go off on this two-year expedition. And, I mean, it, like like we said, they they don't go into details about this society, the civilization, or what he's from, what business he works for, none of that. And none of it really matters. So th- this was kind of like a way to like show a cheaper version. And I think that's perfectly fine. I don't. I mean, they didn't have to go into deep details about Solaris and what it is, or where they come from, or answer all these deeper questions and stuff. That's just not what the movie was for. You know, the movie was simply for the base plot that we talked about right. earlier. That very simple plot. So Mills goes <clears throat> goes out there. I'm. I guess I'm not sure how far into the expedition he is when we pick up with him. But he's got a bunch of cryopods with a bunch of people alive inside, which we've seen a billion times well, in different movies. So th- they do kind of mention it later in the movie that he he's about halfway to where he needs to get. So probably about a year. Because his daughter sends that one like hologram video saying like, you know, this is your halfway like celebration dance or something like that. The, the, yeah, the but video that was. That she sends him. Well, he's at least halfway. It's It at seems like he's. It seems like he's very close to the end because the only the only passage of time we get, you're right, is those hologram videos from his daughter. Um, and I I do have some thoughts on that, but we'll get to that in a bit. I think what so so I'm guessing he's probably pretty close to do, done his expedition would be would be my assumption. And you know, and this movie, like we said, it wastes no time. It gets right to what it matters. jumps it, it right doesn't into screw it. around with stuff. And I again, I kind of like that. I don't think this this isn't like a deep, complex universe like we're used to seeing, where it's Marvel or Star Wars or something that has. Yeah, like there wasn't really too much lore that it. needed to be flushed out here. No, they they didn't waste their time. I'm 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 a fan of that. I don't need to be wasting time while they screw around with things that don't matter to the plot. Like everything in this movie had a reason for being in the movie, so I kind of like that. They uh. So he ends up in some meteor field because he was asleep, but his ship kind of reads that they're in some sort of meteor strike. And he tries navigating it around. I got to say, this is a pretty cool-looking space scene. I mean, it is. again, really loud. And it was one of the first times in the movie I'm like, okay, yep. It's going to be really fucking loud. Um, <laughs> so... It, but it was a cool space scene. Again, I know this movie had a relatively small budget for a big sci-fi picture, and it looked good. I mean, I thought it was more than satisfactory. And so he's trying to avoid the meteor strike and stuff. It doesn't get very far. It gets blown up. <laughs> he's obviously struggling. And he ends up having to crash onto this planet. 
and all the people in the cryobots uh, are all dead except for one. Although I guess he doesn't find out that the one is still alive till later. Right. It takes him a while to figure that out. But excuse me. So I I mean that entire scene again was pretty quick. They didn't waste a whole lot of time with that either. There's no like so, getting to know Mills at all, really, because I don't think this I don't think this movie really cares about character development that much. Like they had the one thing with his daughter. Outside of that, they're like, that's all the character development you guys really need. And I don't hate that. It keeps this movie from being an outstanding movie if they could have made great characters out of them. But for what it is, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't hurt it that much, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So uh I really wish in the promotional material for this movie that they didn't mention Earth at all. Because Yeah. I really, point. really wish they didn't do that. Because it's whenever they first land, like on this planet, like whenever whenever Captain Mills crash lands his ship on this planet, mm-hmm. the so the ship's like automated system is like saying, you know, planet unknown, like this destination is unknown. It's not charted. And I thought that was really cool that they incorporated that there, but I already knew what planet it was because they put it in the promotional material. So I was like, man, if they wouldn't have done that for like the, the trailers and stuff, this, this would have been kind of cool. Cause like, then they could have popped up the title card of like, Oh yeah, this is, this is planet earth, but 65 million years ago. Yeah, that's a good point because they kind of messed up the marketing there to some extent because they have Adam Driver, big actor. You can market him. You can market that he's around dinosaurs for some reason and just not market anything else. Just call it 65. And everybody be like, I wonder what 65 means. Some people might put that together that it means 65 right. million years ago. But like my point is you you could make this much more mysterious. You can say it's from the makers of A Quiet Place. That's what got me interested and, and the fact that Adam Driver's in it and that it has dinosaurs. You don't need anything else. That That's enough for your promotional material. So I do think I feel like that would have been a nice little, a little like... bit there. A nice little surprise there, like, oh yeah, this is this is Earth, like yeah, prehistoric really Earth. Surprise people a lot, and it's almost like they planned on doing it that way, but they must have dropped the ball somewhere in the marketing because they don't show you the title card till that moment, right? Uh, that you find out what it is. So he's trying to send distress signals and stuff, but he has this weird moment where, um, he's trying to send a distress signal, and then he's like, you know what, screw it, no survivors, I don't need any help. And then he goes out and he's going to kill himself. <laughs> he, he pulls out his uh, alien shotgun thing, starts pointing it up at his head. Now, I this is one thing I don't remember. Did he find out about the other cryopod by this point? Or did he not know no. about the cryopod still? He didn't know about it yet. Um, but he decided he, to live. He started having thoughts about his daughter. And uh, like once he started thinking about his daughter... And mm-hmm. we we don't know it yet, which that was that was kind of a little thing, like because because you're kind of wondering like how is his daughter doing? Because we know she's ill, so like, what stage of illness is she in? Like, and he starts yeah. thinking about her, and he decides to back out on it. So it kind of makes you think, oh okay, like he's he's doing this for his daughter, and uh, he he decides to not blow his brains out on prehistoric Earth, and mm-hmm. he goes back to the ship, and whenever he's on the ship. He is, I think, watching a lot of the pre-recordings of his daughter from the messages she was sending to him, like, yeah. throughout the the journey. And that's whenever the ship 
ends up detecting a cryopod that still has vitals on it. So that's whenever he goes now, out, like he's like, holy did, shit, like somebody's still alive. Did you ever see Interstellar? No. Okay, there's a scene that's almost exactly the same. And that's one thing that was like, well, this, this is really feeling like Interstellar because Matthew McConaughey also goes off on an expedition um, where he's gone for a, a, even longer, I think, like could be most of his, most of his daughter's life. And she's sending him little things throughout her life, and they progressively get more and more angry as he takes more and more time. And McConaughey's got an incredible acting scene in that in that moment. My point is, like, I was thinking as this kind of like, boy, this is a lot like that scene in Interstellar. <laughs> it's like almost because she's progressively getting more and more upset with him because he's taking so long on his expedition. But that's still kind, kind of, of a the, neat little thing to throw in there. That's kind of the state of events that's happening too, because like his daughter's sending a bunch of like messages, and she, we see that she is getting a little sicker. We see that she's getting angry at her dad because he's been away for so long, and mm-hmm. she starts to think that he's going on this journey just to get away from her because he doesn't want to, almost like he's a coward and doesn't want to be there to watch her like die of this sickness kind of deal. Yeah. like and not be there for so the messages do progressively get angrier and she gets you know more and more ill and i think around this time so he finds out about koa which is the other cryopod that is still <coughs> working and he gets koa out it's a little girl who i guess is from a different area of the planet that he's not from because she speaks a different language and he can't communicate with her now i'm gonna be honest with you i know that this I guess this is a I guess this makes sense that they can't communicate with each other because it creates more suspense. It makes things that much more difficult because they can't communicate with each other. So if they ever needed help from each other, they have a harder time doing that. So I guess that adds to the suspense. But there's a part of me didn't like it. And I think that might just be for my own personal like desire for things to be not so complicated <laughs> that they couldn't communicate. Um but Either way, they find little words that they can understand with each other. He, like, equates family, and she understands what family is, and he equates, like, words like move and go, and she (laughs) understands that kind of stuff. And he ultimately tells her that her family, which was in the other cryopods, he makes it because he finds – well, I guess that's getting a little ahead of myself – because he finds this uh, escape pod that they need to get to, to, and if they activate it, they can, you know, send out a distress signal and they can get out of the planet. But this escape pod is like 15, 15 kilometers away. Just just to elaborate a little bit, whenever they collided with this asteroid in space, it split the ship like the ship isn't split yeah. in half. So the front part, pieces. the front part of his ship is like uh lands in like this bog kind of area, and the other half is like up on this like mountain peak that I, I think it's like 12 kilometers away or something like that it's it's quite the quite the hike yeah it's quite a hike and he already knows it's an extremely dangerous area um because as he's looking and finds the little <laughs> half of his ship on the mountain he's looking over a little overlook off a hill and you can see like some raptors running around and what looks like a t-rex <laughs> and as you're looking at the t-rex to be like oh my god a t-rex a fucking little micro raptor or something is hanging on to the edge of the cliff and just attacks him out of nowhere. This was <laughs> one of the craziest jump scares I've ever had. Because again, 
It is so fucking loud in this theater. <laughs> but that jump scare scared the shit out of me. I, I mean, wasn't if expecting I, it either. If I had if I had just eaten, I would have shit all over the chairs. Like I literally scared me to death. I was like, I I don't know if I can have that happen again. Like if I had another one of those, I might have been in the ER. I was so fucking scared when that happened. Like, if anything, that uh that came out of nowhere. It was it was some sort of raptor. I wouldn't say it was a micro raptor. If anything, that, that was, was actually my best guess. That was a more accurate representation of a velociraptor because I mean it was about turkey sized. Because mm. the the Jurassic Park slash Jurassic World velociraptors are heavily exaggerated. The ones well, that aren't that big. An interesting thing was I was thinking. I know a lot more research has been done since Jurassic Park came out, and like they've found out new things about dinosaurs and what they actually look like. Like I think the Dilophosaurus is very different. I think the T Rex is very different. So I was curious if um they would incorporate some of those changes now that because you talked about it not being scientifically <laughs> accurate like i don't really know what they think dinosaurs look like right now um but i know it's changed a lot since jurassic park it's always you know changing saying? though yeah because that's always one of the things and stuff that's one of the things that's cool about dinosaurs though too is we don't know what's 100 percent right or wrong it's all theorized and the theories are always changing yeah so I don't know if they incorporated new looks because I think all the dinosaurs didn't look exactly the same as Jurassic Park. I mean, I think they looked a little different. They had a little bit. And that's a good thing, though, too. Like, they're not things. just straight up ripping off Jurassic Park. Mm -hmm. Like, they, they put some thought into the designs of these creatures. No, I didn't. I didn't think they did at all. I, I'm saying I don't think they ripped off Jurassic Park. I no. think they actually they did put some thought into everything. But yeah, that that also caught me off guard because, like, I was expecting this scene to be like a scene to where. Because this is the first time that Adam Driver's character is, like, looking over the landscape. And I was expecting this to be, like, your uh, cliche, per se, dinosaur reveal that, like, oh, yeah. shit, there's dinosaurs here. He's overlooking this, like, you know, these dinosaurs are getting chased by some predator. And, like, you're like, whoa, like, okay. And, yeah, just right like right below him on the cliffside this this little like raptor like dino just it's just like <laughs> like comes watching <laughs> i wasn't expecting it <laughs> that was a hell of a jump scare but they didn't get me again after that jump scare i'm like all right i will be preparing for a jump scare for the rest of this movie because i that came out of fucking nowhere <laughs> That's scared. <laughs> I was, I mean, I guess props to them because they got me so good. But my God, that she's anyway. He uh, bashes the thing's brains out with a with his gun, and but that just gets you started to what kind of this world is. He also is out in like a geyser field, and one of the geysers goes off yeah. and burns part of his arm. So he really got a learn real fast at prehistoric like, world and how prehistoric Earth is, is, is not very friendly. <laughs> No, it's pretty rough, and that would continue. So we kind of get that feeling right out of the gate, like this place sucks for humans, <laughs> more or less. There's a reason we weren't here. Um, so he's getting that feeling right out of the gate. Anyway, he meets up with Koa. He tells her, and she's worried about her parents because her parents were also in cryopods. Uh, now Mills knows that they're dead, but he also knows that if there's any chance of getting Koa to actually trust him and go with them, his best odds, especially since he can't communicate with her anyway, because they don't speak the same languages, to tell her your family is over in that uh, 
that pod that we need to get to. Yeah, on the mountain. So she's all excited to see them, um, which is obviously going to end sadly. (laughs) So Mills and Koa start... um, they they start their journey to go find this this pod. This is where I say the plot is very simple. It's like we need to get there and we need to survive to get there. That's the yep. plot. And I'm fine with that. It doesn't have to be super complex. It, it works for me. So here's where I'm going to have issues remembering exactly the chronological order of things. But a lot of shit happens to them here. There's a bunch of different problems they have. I think one they of the have first ones the most terrible luck out of anybody I've ever seen in a movie. Well, this is what I was thinking about horror movies. I'm not a huge horror movie fan. I have watched a lot of suspense stuff that isn't necessarily considered horror. But a lot of times the main characters tend to get lucky in very difficult spots, especially from watching Star Wars and Marvel a lot, like and Disney movies. It's like we're gonna go into this horrible place and somehow find the one way that we you know, it's like they yeah. get lucky. They did not get lucky. They got all the shit. Like they fell down the tree and hit every branch. Get it on the way down. It fucking literally yeah. that, because that one literally of the first things that, at one point in the movie. <laughs> that's one of the first problems they had is that Mills is he climbs up a tree, which I thought he was going to go up there to be safe and sleep or something. Which I guess in retrospect didn't make sense because he would fall and break his ass. But well, no, it so he's actually he has... trying to see for the pod and, and see how close they are to it. Yeah, he has this uh this device with him and it's able to it's like a GPS device. Uh it it knows like where his I don't know I don't know the specifics of this technology. It's very advanced, but uh it kind of knows like where he's at geographically on Earth and it's reading like where different parts of his ship are that he's still able mm-hmm. to like pick up the readings on. So he tries to they're in like really thick like jungle territory. And I think he loses signal is what happens off that thing. And he needs to like recalibrate the signal oh, with that part okay. of the ship. So he climbs up the tree and is looking around and he sees like, you know, the debris and stuff over on the mountain. And he's like, okay, I need to, you know, get the signal locked back on again. So he, he climbs up the tree to, to recalibrate the signal with that mm-hmm. part of the ship. And I uh, do like, yeah, I, I do like how they kept incorporating things like you think it's going to go one way and it's actually a different problem because what happens is while he's doing that some giant spiders start crawling out of the tree branch onto his hand and i'm thinking oh fuck he's gonna get poisoned it's gonna be some crazy poison spider problems or he's just gonna get covered with a thousand spiders or something but spiders aren't really the threat that he ends up having to deal with the problem is the spiders scare the shit out of him and then he like loses balance on the tree branch falls down and busts his like shoulder or pops it out of place dislocates his shoulder this was a really interesting scene um and i like the way that they did this because he dislocates his his shoulder and then some they almost look like iguana monsters start coming towards him so is there an actual dinosaur that looks like that or because they look like terrifying iguanas to me like i can't think of anything like that that would have been alive during this like time period of dinosaurs if anything they looked more they looked more like a caprasuchus or a nundasuchus like something of that yeah, sort like an out like a crocodile form kind of maybe if a crocodile were, and iguana had sex they'd turn into this those yeah. weren't around during this time those are more like around your like permit like perminian time zone those would have been like way before the dinosaurs mm-hmm. uh 
but the, that's like to give a more i guess idea of what they looked like is they, they kind of looked like a capra suchis or a nunda suchis kind of deal like that uh almost yeah. almost cat like alligator like lizard thing in a way yeah i think that's probably like if a cat and alligator had sex and fused and something like that, that they were very is. agile they could climb they were fast mm-hmm. and they were very aggressive very terrifying and there was a bunch of them and the little girl's trying to get him to you know obviously shoot his gun but his entire shoulders dislocated so she has to basically pop it back into place so that he can <laughs> shoot the gun I thought this was kind of an inventive and interesting scene because it was, it was, yeah. Again, he can't communicate with her. They don't speak the same language. So he's trying to like tell her, like, this is what you have to do. Yeah. yeah and they're being encircled uh, by these creatures. And he's trying to like hit his shoulder and put enough pressure between his shoulder and the tree to pop yeah. it back in the spot. And like he even has, uh, he even has Koa, like, he's like, he has her like standing on his shoulder like you know like mm-hmm. all right like jump up and down something like like get get my shoulder back into place <laughs> yeah and eventually right as they're about to attack she finally does crack it back into place and he instantly starts blasting his gun and blasting yeah. all their heads off so it was a neat scene that, that was pretty cool um this scene goes a little further because she ends up on the beach with a bunch of pteranodons or pterodactyls. Yeah, he tells her the right. He tells her to run because, like, yeah, this is a very dangerous situation. And yeah, she ends up running, and uh, there's a uh, this beach, and it has a bunch of uh, are those pteranodons or are they pterodactyls? They're flying dinosaurs. Yeah, I'm trying. They're they're a type of flying of reptile, and I know. think they're they're really accurate. They look like uh. I'm probably going to to Their butcher beaks the name. Look like kind of like ducks. They're like they duck look kind of like uh, uh, Sunga Opterus, I believe, is what it's called. And they looked pretty accurate to what to what those like to what we know about mm-hmm. them. I would say that those are a more accurate representation of any of the dinosaurs, like in the movie. I and, think uh, this. Oh, go ahead. So uh, yeah, I really like what they did with the scene because she's hiding behind a log on the beach, and there's there's a lot of these uh flying reptiles kind of hanging out there they're you know just doing flying reptile things and she sees all of them and she's like oh boy like i don't want to be here so she slowly starts to like crawl around the log and one Mm -hmm. of them takes notice of her and this is another part that kind of got me because like you can see the one that's taking notice is like starting to like kind of crawl over to her yeah yeah and uh well, one of the one of the lizard monsters ends up showing up and scares the hell out of all the flying reptiles. They take off and uh I think one of them ends up getting caught by yeah, the it, it, yeah. The lizard got like, one of them. Yeah, it's it's getting like mangled to death on the beach and uh, another one of them is going after Koa and uh she ends up having a little a little issue with I think just that one, but then she ends up getting snatched up by another one because uh, Mill shows up and shoots that one, and then another one like ends up grabbing a hold of her by her hair oh, and like dragging yeah. her off. 
it's like, I don't know geez. where that one came from. <laughs> well, that like, well, there were two of them that were stalking her like up a log, and she was kind of like on the plank, basically on a pirate ship because yeah. she was gonna fall. And he shows up at the last second to shoot two of them, and then another one just drags her off. Like I don't know where that one came from. There's just so many of them. But to be <laughs> fair, these things, going. these things are fast, and They're they pack they hunters can, too. Like wolves, yeah, they can like they can stalk and sneak up and snatch you out of anywhere yeah i don't remember how they ended up killing that one i think because i know mills chased her down and ends up killing it i thought like for a second though let's talk about the actual technology that he has like i don't think any of it i thought it all kind of fit i don't think any of it was so advanced that you know he i I like how i like the idea that he's so advanced more advanced than we are now as humans but he still couldn't really contend with all the insanity of the prehistoric prehistoric. He is and, struggling and it, with this technology on prehistoric Earth. And it's not that there was an issue of ammo, I don't think. Like he did have no. ammo issues a couple times, but I think it like re he could get ammo by just touching it for a minute and letting it recharge. Like it was so unbelievably dangerous in prehistoric Earth that even a person, a human with all this technology, still would not have survived more than like a couple days. Like that's basically what they were trying to say with all these different grenades and uh, GPS technology and all these different rocket ships and stuff. Still prehistoric earth was that fucked up that you, yep. you still couldn't contend. And I don't think they did that in an unrealistic way. Like, cause when he had his gun, <laughs> Oh yeah, he was kicking their ass and stuff, but he was blasting them still really all the way, but yeah, it yeah. was still, it's not like he was like, this place is nothing like, I, these I could, these these fucking these giant dinosaurs. primitive lizard birds aren't doing shit to me. No, he was he was back against the wall the entire time. Yeah, that that was that was not the situation at all. And I, I also like how Mills and Koa were not dumb in this whole movie. No. Neither one of them were stupid. I mean, they got emotional sometimes, but they never were dumb. They didn't make stupid decisions like I'm gonna go run off and wear some like meat on my head so dinosaurs can find me easier like no one yeah i mean the only time the only time that koa would run off is whenever she was like scared like she would run off somewhere to hide (laughs) yeah and and she was not a dumb little kid either because sometimes the kids are incredibly dumb and incredibly annoying in these kind of movies and stuff she she was pretty smart I mean, she did all kinds of stuff really smart. She, I mean, she had moments where she was almost smarter than Mills. Like, she was well, not a dumb kid. Let's talk about the moment that, like, I guess you could say she was dumb. But this, this is the moment that, like, you were like, this is. Oh. So, we we skipped over this. No, no. So I, thought, I think this happened after, didn't it? Maybe it did. I think it happened before. Maybe it was before. I think so it was before. Let me. So there's these little dinosaurs, <laughs> and there's these cute little turtle-looking dinosaurs. I'm not really sure what they were. Uh, they almost look I'm like different sure versions of the killer iguanas. Like they I'm were... not sure what it was supposed to be. But there was a cute little one that was stuck in like some mud or something, and it was sinking down into this hole, and it was like some sort of quicksand mud or something. It's like a tar pit, I think. Yeah, like or tar. And Koa goes over to help the little dinosaur get out of the little tar pit, and of course Mills is like, "What the hell are you doing?" He's like, "Oh yeah, he's god, like, no, oh. like no, 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 like." We can't be but doing then this stuff. Once once she starts, he's like, fine, and he helps out too and gets gets him out. And then he's like, Great, I'm covered in this fucking tar now. And then the little thing just starts like putt putting away happily. Well, I don't know about happily, but he's he's, you know, going away. 
And then like four compies fly out of the bushes and just start mauling the little thing <laughs> to death. And I was like, oof. That's that's painful. But very understandable. I mean, that's how it works in the wild. Like the weak die. <laughs> I get it. And uh, this is the moment too, <laughs> though, so that sad. I think this is the moment though to where like Mills is like, we can't we can't be doing this stuff like this. This place is extremely dangerous. And at that moment too, Koa realizes like, okay, like yeah, this place Koa's is very dumb moment. Like I like yeah, how she learns. This place is instantly. very hostile. And yeah, unfortunately, everything here is savage. Very savage. And <laughs> that moment was very savage and hurt me and my Disney heart. As I saw Oh, that was so sad. So I was seeing that, and I'm like, "All right, this movie's not gonna be even remotely kind. That, that's okay. I get it. I mean, I don't not like it. It just it hurt. Anyway, so that moment <laughs> that happened, and let's see. I, I'm trying to be semi chronological, but I'm probably gonna go off a little bit here. We were just talking no, about that the characters aren't like stupid. Yeah, they're not. They're, they're not stupid. At some point, they end up in this cave. Now, there's there's probably I think there's a few things that happened before this and we might go back to it, but they end up in this cave. He sets up this like I, I don't know if it was like uh so like, they almost like, like a home security sensors. system yeah like yeah they're like uh yeah he ends up setting down these uh <clears throat> these little lighted I I took them to be proximity sensors because uh yeah. they would just kind of he put a barrier of them around him and Koa like where they were gonna camp out in this cave for the night. And mm-hmm. uh, they would just kind of blink this like static uh, color and make this really calming like noise as they yeah. were like, I guess, gauging the proximity. And uh, I really liked uh, <laughs> I really liked the scene. There was a lot in this cave scene. Well, there was a lot, but what they did was they kept doing this thing where you think that they're going to do something in a certain way, and then something else happens. Because obviously, when you see the proximity things, everybody's first thought is, well, this is going to be like Jurassic Park, because it's going to be like the scene where the T-Rex shows up and the water starts right, with the water, know, moving. The water it's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Here they come. Here they come. Now, they do that, but they don't do but it right away. They don't do it's it right away. the first away. threat. Because as it's going off, like these, so these proximity sensors start picking up like something, something and they're like flashing. Mm-hmm. And you know, you don't hear any like stomping, like you don't hear like the thud, thud. You don't hear any of that. So you're like, mm-hmm. what is going on? By the way, it's storming really hard outside the cave. Like it's thundering, lightning, yep. pissing down the rain. And uh, you don't hear any like, other than the storm, you, you hear just the proximity sensors just like going boop like they're picking something up and uh mills goes to wake up koa and whenever he rolls koa over this goop is like coming out of her mouth like this yeah, like, like blackish blue. bluish like yeah. goop and you're like what the hell and uh <laughs> he opens up her mouth and there's this like parasitic insect just sitting in her mouth and like, you, you oh, don't I... expect it <laughs> yeah you don't expect it's it like, you're like wow yeah. what is that's that's not what i thought was happening and yeah. uh, he ends up, uh, he ends up kind of like baiting it out of her mouth, and then like stabbing it, and mm-hmm. kind of like cutting its head off, 
and Koa like not wakes how I up thought and... that was gonna go either because I thought he yeah. was gonna just pull the thing totally out of her but he pulls it halfway out and then blows it up I'm like Jesus yeah. Christ I didn't think that was the best way to do it but all right this movie does so she... a lot of good uh suspense because you just don't know what the fuck they're gonna do yeah next. you don't know you don't know what's gonna happen and where it's gonna come from and oh, no. uh so Koa wakes up she's like throwing up this goop that the the bug had inside of her but the sensors are starting to go off even faster and you hear this roar come back further in the cave and the camera is panned on this like dark spot in the cave so you think something's gonna just come like booking it out of there and uh (laughs) so they show that and they show the characters staring down that part of the cave but the camera then pans behind them to the entrance of the cave and there's water running down it and lightning flashes and there's a silhouette of a t-rex and you're like what what is gonna happen here because like they're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place you have a t-rex right outside and then there's something that you don't know what it is growling at the other end of the cave (laughs) Yeah, uh... they really had a lot of issues going on there. (laughs) And it kept getting worse. This is the weird thing about them. Like, every situation they were in got progressively worse every time. Like, they were like, this looks bad. Our escape is even worse. (laughs) It's like every single thing they tried to do (laughs) just made everything worse. Um, So what they do is uh, the T-Rex starts, like, screaming and, like, trying to bite at them. But obviously the cave's too big for him to get into. So... They end up jumping through this like hole in the wall of the cave to try to avoid both ends, basically, and end up falling into this like area in the cave where there's basically just nothing. They're basically just surrounded by rock and there's nowhere to go. So they're I'm kind also of going to say trapped. that this part of the movie actually gave me a little bit of anxiety. And the reason why is because there's. I've seen some of those like spelunking videos on YouTube where people are like, all right, we're going to go down this cave today that I found. And they're like literally snaking down these like tight caves with like, like you can't even move your arms. That stuff like Mm -hmm. gives me the heebie jeebies. Cause when you're slithering through those, you can get stuck and then you're just stuck down there and you're going to just die until you start. And there are points whenever they're in this cave that it's like that. And I was like, oh man, I don't like this. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, if I had to watch the cute dinosaur die, then you have to (laughs) endure the tight spaces of the caves. (laughs) Especially I had to hear the say yeah, we we had our bad experiences in this movie, I guess. (laughs) There was another one. Well, uh, actually that didn't happen for you. I was gonna say they went underwater, but they didn't really do that much. No. Um so yeah, they this part always gets me because it's a fear of anybody's, I guess, to find themselves stuck in a cave where there's absolutely nowhere to go. So you just wait to die. Because that's basically where they end up. Um, and this is where they kind of have a bit of a character moment because she's, you know, screaming at him that they need to get out of here, they need to get out of here because he's trying to mine with some sort of mining pickaxe thing that he has, which I think is it's just a shovel. I, I don't I was trying to think was it like more advanced or was it just a straight up like I think it's just I think it was just a, a shovel thing. It almost looked like a trench shovel. Yeah, so he's basically saying he can't break through this rock. There's no further he can go. And he's trying to communicate to her that he straight up lied about her family. They're not there, so please 
shut up <laughs> you're driving me insane because she's just screaming in other languages to him and stuff about her family and everything and he basically uh you know he gives he, up like he he's like i i don't have anything else i don't have any more tools and uh you know he basically says yeah your family's dead i lied to you and she she doesn't, doesn't understand, understand. Him. so and she picks that's up the shovel what he says too he's like and she, oh, you don't she starts what I'm saying. yeah he's like and you don't understand a word i'm saying and you know she's mm-hmm. over there she picks up the shovel and she's trying to dig through the rock and uh he eventually gets this idea of well i do have these little like grenades on me and uh he ends up blowing a hole into the wall mm-hmm. and makes this tiny little you gotta Slither through, slither through this this opening here, and of course things you know as they're slithering through it, things once again go to hell, and there's a collapse. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I uh, figured the collapse was gonna happen. It's like because that's one thing about mining anywhere underground. If you don't know what you're doing, you're gonna cause the whole thing to collapse on your yeah, head. Ruins the stability of things, which it makes it look like Koa got killed. Because a right. rock falls, at, I thought it felt literally straight on top of her. I'm like, well, she's dead. All right, that's well, what that I thought was, at first too. Boy, they they, this movie is no holds barred. Dead kid, <laughs> just fucking dead. I'm like, all right, Mills ends up like I don't even know. This part got confusing for me because I couldn't tell where they were. It looked like Mills got stuck with the monster thing that they heard earlier in the cave. And then we don't know what happened to Koa because we just assume she died. So Mills is fighting with this dinosaur thing, which I don't even remember what it really looked like. It this kinda, scene was a little foggy for me. It kind of looked like an overraptor, but it, like, the, yeah. and, and by what I mean by an overraptor is it its face looked a lot like an overraptor, but it was way too big and way too aggressive to actually be an overraptor. Yeah, it that's was... what it looked like. He ends up getting away from that, and then I don't remember, like, I'm a little foggy on this area, how they exactly ended up where they ended up. But So he... she she didn't die, obviously. Yeah. Uh, the side that she was on actually had a way out, because it shows her coming out of, like, this little hole, like, in the side of a hill. Like, she comes out of it, and uh, she's out outside. Too, though, doesn't he? And he eventually does, but I don't remember i don't remember how he got out out. from that part was a little odd because he just kind of found a way out i'm like really all right okay yeah that was one finally that's positive for them (laughs) yeah but it doesn't last for very long not for very long because he comes straight out she ends up getting chased by raptors and he ends up getting caught in quicksand (laughs) Quicksand. Like immediately after they get out of this cave. The irony of getting out of a cave and avoiding getting sunk underground just to fall straight into quicksand and to get quicksand. sunk underground is pretty is pretty telling. <laughs> pretty awful. And I like how like I like how he reacted to the quicksand though, because he wasn't stupid. Again, these two are not dumb. They they throughout this movie, they're not. Like he knows it's quicksand pretty much right away, and there was no way to tell. Like I mean, it was covered in leaves. It was everyone would have fallen. It looked like it looked like the ground, like yeah, because it had so much foliage over it. But he falls in it, and he knows immediately it's quicksand. But he doesn't panic because he knows if you fight really hard, you just go down faster. So he's like trying to be calm, but he starts screaming out for Ko. He's like, "Go!" Like I, I like how the like the urgency is all in his voice, and he doesn't use any urgency in his hands. Like he's like, "Okay," like everything else is super calm. He's like, "Ah!" 
Kala! Yeah. Like screaming on top of his lawns, just hoping <laughs> she's still alive somewhere. And he uh so luckily she is alive somewhere. And again, Ko is smart. She uses the tree branch, which is about one of the only ways you can get somebody out of quicksand in this situation. Cause I was thinking like well, let's talk no about her perspective real quick though, too. So she's being chased by raptors. And yeah. uh a little busy. <laughs> yeah, she's 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 dealing with that and she's like crawling through this log. And the raptor's like, ha, 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 I can fit in there, too. Oh, so yeah. it goes inside the log. And uh, <laughs> she ends up climbing up through a hole in the top of the log. And uh, has these grenades and just chucks these grenades down in the log with it. And All she of takes them. off running. Yeah. Well, because he gave her some grenades. He gave her um, some, yeah. Just in case. And, and she used all four of them she like, at the same time. all of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Blew the shit out of the raptor. Again, though, the raptors have... I mean, I know they're animals, but they're not dumb in this show either. Like, none of the dinosaurs are depicted as really stupid. They're just, they're what they are. Like, none they're of them, predators. Yeah, they're predators. They, they do what they do. And I like how that kind of stays consistent throughout the whole movie. There's no real dumb decisions by anybody. Even the predators, <laughs> even the animals are doing what kind of makes sense for them. So she gets him out of the quicksand. Um, it does give you a nice suspenseful second to wonder if he actually died. Didn't really expect him to be dead, but you know, honestly, the way things are going. See, that's the thing. Like, you never knew you if Mills or her were going to die. Yeah, you didn't know. Um, and the reason why is because the same people that did this movie did The Quiet Place or mm-hmm. A Quiet Place. And I mean, there were times throughout. Have you ever seen A Quiet Place? I never did. I heard it was very good. So there are times in that movie, like, that you're wondering, like, oh, like, is are these all is this whole family just gonna die because mm-hmm. this is a are you ever gonna watch it uh doubtful at this so point. this is why at any point i could have thought koa could have died too because at the beginning of a quiet place and this is for anybody who hasn't seen a quiet place this is a spoiler at the beginning of a quiet place um i can't remember the character's name but uh john krasinski is like the dad of like i think three or four kids and they're going out and getting supplies. Oh, and I've seen this one scene. Of, this is one, one of the, the kids, only scenes I've actually seen. One of the kids has a toy airplane, and the toy airplane goes off, and that kid gets straight up just murdered by one of the creatures. So that's why I was mm-hmm. thinking, like, technically Koa, like, could just die at any moment in this movie because, you know, the yeah. same people did it. So that's why the suspense was there for me. Also, something we should have mentioned by this point, we do find out that Mills' daughter is, in fact, dead. Um that I don't remember when that happens exactly. I, I know that she keeps playing with his uh, holograms. Uh, Koa does because she, yeah, she ends is up interested in them. She finds it comforting actually to see the little mm-hmm. holograms, which is interesting. And we find out that she died. Um, so ultimately, it makes more sense why Mills almost killed himself at the beginning. Right. He's literally got nothing to live for, and everybody's dead. Koa is the only thing he's kind of living for. And we realize at home. that time it was just the thought of his daughter, like. She's mm-hmm. gone at this point, and he knows she's gone, and he doesn't really have anything to live for in his mind. But he does so, know his daughter would want him to go on, right? And that's kind of what's keeping him going at the moment. And we we didn't know that at the time, like earlier in the movie, so that we have that revelation that yeah, she she passed away from her illness. Yeah, so that makes it seem more and more like Mills is probably going to die because Mills has got doesn't really have much to go back to. So you kind of assume. Koa might make it, but Mills has got to die. So it, it's playing with that throughout this. Is like, 
are they both going to die or one of them going to die? What kind of movie is this going to be? Are they both going to make it? Like this movie is so brutal and they have such terrible luck. It makes you think, well, something's, they, they, they could kill him. So they do a good job of keeping that suspense up throughout the movie. Um, let me make sure I'm not jumping too far ahead here. But I think around this time, Mills finds out about the meteor. This is a very interesting part of the movie. It is. I don't know if I love this part just because it's a little. I liked it. It's a little extra. Like, I don't think they needed to do it, but I'm like, all right. They did, I, 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 I wasn't it. against it. I don't feel like I was against it. It's just like, it eh, hurts it a little bit for me. Anyway, the meteor, which we all know, hit, I guess, 65 million years ago. Uh, that killed the dinosaurs and everything is actually actively coming down right now. Um, well, it's, it's on its also, way to Earth as they speak. And see, this is this is what I liked about this though. This asteroid, because he says that the he's like the asteroid that hit our ship. It's coming here now. So almost like he may have inadvertently redirected the path of the asteroid right towards oh. Earth. I didn't get and... that part. <laughs> Could he have done that though? Like as big as his ship is, I don't think it would have been enough to like. Yeah, I mean, it. you got you got gravity out in space though, so one little so. you know bump could completely change everything that's going so on. Adam out there. Driver killed all the dinosaurs, is what you're telling. <laughs> me. I should have known. So anyway, um, so Mills knows that's coming, so they don't have a whole lot of time now. If they didn't have enough problems, there's a meteor coming down. Or it was just one of those like, okay, come on with their luck here. Now they have a meteor <laughs> coming down to destroy the planet that they're on. Like, holy shit! I mean, I guess so I should now... have put together that it was 65 million years ago the meteor struck, but yeah, I didn't immediately. It, it would have been, that. yeah, it would have been around the the Cretaceous whenever whenever this happened, which was we think roughly 65 million years ago. But at this time, they're like, all right. Now we really got to start moving because the uh, um, the device that he has on him says that the impact of this asteroid is going to be in about twelve hours. So now mm-hmm. they're like, "All right, we uh, we got to start moving. We got to get the fuck out of here." Now, <laughs> at some point, there's another weird moment where she has to tie the rope to something so that <laughs> he can get up. This is kind of an odd scene because he's like, make sure you tie it to something strong so that obviously it can hold me because he's like on the side right. of a, not, not a cliff, but like a little elevation. They they end up having this like ledge kind of like blocking off their uh their path. But yeah, and they're pretty able, close to the ship at this point. He's able to give her a boost like to the top mm-hmm. of it because, you know, she's she's small enough to where he can lift her up and she can climb up the ledge. And now he, he could hear... Rope. Something was coming too. Right. So he knew yeah. he was in danger. He's like, Koa, Koa, Koa. He's like, starting to freak out. Like, I was taking you so, like, she was taking a long fucking time. She like, was, they so. really make you wait. I'm like, oh my God, what is she doing? Like, I thought maybe she just said, fuck him and left. I'm like, would she really? Is Koa that savage? <laughs> something could have gotten her and we wouldn't know. Like, yeah, that's also possible. Like, there's anything, a lot of options. At this point in this movie, just about anything and everything has happened, and you don't know what it is. What else could possibly go <laughs> wrong? Well, she eventually does throw the rope down, and he comes up and finds out that she tied, like, some crazy arrangement around, like, 15 knots around two or three trees <laughs> yeah. to make sure it was secure. That was one of the only, like, kind of funny moments in this movie, because this movie's well, not I, fun. <laughs> I like that, funny. though, too, uh-huh, because... 
it also shows that she has realized how dangerous and how wrong everything has gone for them, that she was making damn sure that that rope was not coming loose and that nothing well, was going to happen to Not it. only that, <laughs> I got the impression that this is something her culture on that planet is really good at, because that's not something you just learn intuitively. Like, that's got to right. be... Like, that's probably a part of their culture is they really know how to tie knots, I guess. I know it's kind of a dumb thing, but I kind of got that impression that maybe but they're yeah, really good at this. I like how whenever he this. gets up there and he sees this, like, whole mess of rope that she has, like, encircled around all these trees. And he's like, good job. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, it's like, solid. So he doesn't, <laughs> no problems in that spot. So they get to, they finally get to the ship. Um, and he's able to send out a distress signal and they received it and said that, you know, they were sending someone. So he's pretty happy. But of course, around this time, Koa is putting together that her parents don't seem to be around. Yeah. And obviously she's uh pretty upset. I kind of like how they did this scene because Koa is upset, but she's not like freaking out at Mills that much. Like, it's almost like she had a little bit of understanding. She's like, almost like she kind of understood why he did what he did. Right. She didn't just like full on hate him right out of the gate, I guess. She was mad at him because she does hit him and stuff like that. But it's almost Mm -hmm. like it's more out of grief. Yeah. And, you know, they kind of, there was a moment I was waiting for that never happened in this movie where I was waiting for her to say family with him. As if that they were now family. But she never actually does say that. I almost wonder no. if they... Because it's one of the only words that they share is family. And I thought, well, that makes sense that they're going to say that at some point. And maybe this movie just loves to not give me what I expect. So they just didn't do that. <laughs> it just never showed up, even though I thought that would make a lot of sense. Um, So they're about to be ready to leave. And of course, there's more things that have to go wrong. They they can't have it so easy. It's so easy. <laughs> So I can't even remember what went wrong, but there was, there was something. Do you remember so exactly what the issue was? So they're getting ready to launch the escape pod. And as they're going to do that, a stray meteorite hits yes. like the ship. That's right. And mm-hmm. it, it disengages the escape pod down the side of the mountain, and they land at the bottom of the mountain. And this is probably my favorite scene in the entire movie. Because mm-hmm. this is where we get like T Rex scene, so they're sitting there, and Mills is unconscious at the moment, and uh, Koa wakes up. But as Koa's waking up, like you can see the silhouette of something through one of the escape pod windows coming out of the jungle, and it's it's a T Rex, and this this was probably probably the only like sort of callback to Jurassic Park that they put in the movie. And I wouldn't even say it's like insulting, but like the T-Rex puts its eye like right up to the window, like looking inside mm-hmm. and uh, kind of like, you know, the the Ford Explorer scene with the T-Rex breakout in Jurassic Park. And then you've never seen the Lost World, but there's kind of a similar scene in the Lost World with uh, the T-Rex. Mm-hmm. And... um, <laughs> So Mills finally comes to... And he's like, oh, shit, because the T-Rex is starting to attack the escape pod because it, it it sees, oh, food in there. And uh, Mills ends up coming to, and he's like, we're not going to be able to, like, leave with this thing doing this. So he ends up getting out of the escape pod, and he gets his gun, and he goes to shoot the T-Rex. Well, 
his gun is either out of ammo or it needs recalibrated or something like that. Yeah, I think it's, it's some not, sort of recalibration. Because it's not shooting. Saying. And he's like, ah, shit. Because the T-Rex now sees him. And mm. it's coming at him. And he's like, ah, shit. And as this is happening, another T-Rex is coming out of the jungle. And then he's like, ah, shit, shit, shit. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was kind of funny. And it's and, always uh, like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. So he ends and, up uh, taking cover in some debris of the ship. And uh, mm-hmm. he has um, basically a Rex on both sides of him. And uh, he's as he's hiding, he's trying to recalibrate his gun. And um, he's essentially fucked at this moment. Like, he's yeah. really, really he's, in a bad spot. He's not in a very good spot. And, and this, uh, this was another... one of the smartest moments, I think. I thought this, this was this really smart. Very smart moment. And I didn't see it coming either. I didn't see it coming either. Because uh, Koa ends up turning on one of the holograms of Mills' daughter. And like the hologram is playing uh, on the ground outside. And the Rexes are like, oh, more food. So they, they're distracted by it and they start like chomping at it and stuff. And it gives Mills enough time to get his gun recalibrated. And uh, he ends up shooting the Rexes down. But let me just say, I really appreciate with this movie that the T-Rex sounds were original. Like they weren't. Yeah, they're they very didn't different. Rip off, they didn't rip off Jurassic Park or any other like audio clips from previous dinosaur uh content these these were new like roars and they sounded good because they give a nice solid t-rex roar during this scene and mm-hmm. uh you probably had your ears plugged but i was oh i heard I had it. my there's I had no my way i could air, hear it arms in the air like praising the lord the Great sounds the were running through my ears <laughs> i, I felt like part. my head was about to pop but i was ready to accept it <laughs> I mean, I did have my hands in my ears, but I could definitely still hear it. It was, I mean, it was cool because you're right. It's very, it's an extremely iconic. It's one of the most iconic sounds in film history, to be honest. It's the T Rex roar. So it's a hard thing to do because T Rexes, it's a part of what they do. You can't really just not have them roar at all, but you do need to have something very different and yet still good. And that's what it was. It was nothing like the T Rex roar from Jurassic Park, but still was cool. It was a much deeper yep. kind of like, like just yeah. Roar. It was very, it was very savage sounding. I loved it. Yeah, very, very. But savage. after, after these T Rexes, they're not done yet. Now I don't know what this thing was supposed to be, but it looked really cool because this. I, I don't even like know a how turtle monster. <laughs> I don't know how to even see. I didn't see any turtle in it, but well, it, turtle uh, without a shell, I guess is what I was more or less. This. This other creature shows up. I don't really know what to even compare it to, but uh, it it just shows up out of the jungle too. It must have heard all the ruckus and was like, "Hmm, mm-hmm. there must be some some food over here." <laughs> and uh, it shows up, and at this point, Mills is just telling Koa like, "Launch the ship! Like, you get out of here. I'm gonna get this mm-hmm. thing away from you so the ship can take off." And uh. <laughs> He ends up running into this geyser field. Like, well, first his gun is just fucked at this point. He can't shoot it. His, his gun is just done. And uh, he ends up running. And as he's running, he sees the geyser field. And he's like, all right, 
I know what these things do. I'm going to try to bait this thing into the geysers to, to kill it. And uh, so he ends up timing it just right to where he jumps over a geyser. And you think that this thing is just going to run right through it. Well, it doesn't. Because once the geyser clears out, it's just standing there like, yeah, I'm not going to fall for that. And it continues to like chase him. And it gets him pinned down on the ground. And you think, like, okay, so I guess this is this how Mills is ends up going. <laughs> and uh, Koa ends up showing up. Now, we forgot to mention this, but earlier in the movie, Koa finds um, a bone. Like, it's like a big bone yeah, from it's a like dinosaur. A, yeah, big sharp and bone. And she, she ends up taking some of the berries and coating it with essentially a poison. And she ends up wrapping it up and taking it with her. Well, that comes into play at this part in the movie now because she shows up and she ends up like driving this bone right into the thing's eye, like Mm -hmm. (laughs) getting it in there good. And of course, you know, the creature is freaking out because it just had a poisonous bone shoved in its eye and it ends up backing over the geyser and the geyser goes off again and it it cooks its skin off like there's just chunks of skin hanging off of it and it falls over dead. And yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, this this last scene of the movie was wild, and I it I was, was wild, but it. it like it made sense for the most part. I didn't think two of it was outlandish. Like, yeah, there's a little, but I mean, nothing like oh my god, all of a sudden they're Superman or something. Like that, there was nothing right. crazy that happened there at the end. Like it all made some sense. I, I like that. They end up going back to the ship, um, and <laughs> they end up starting the launch sequence. Now that meteor is basically here at this point. Yeah. It's it's right in the atmosphere. Again, yep. don't know about the science of that. Pretty sure if that thing's in the atmosphere, you're cooked before it even hits the ground. I'm not totally sure about that, but that's okay. I'm letting that go. <laughs> like, I think once it's there, like that whole area would already have been cooked, like before it actually makes impact. Just, I think, scientifically. But that doesn't matter. That's not the point. So they start going up in the air as the meteor is coming down. There was a moment where I thought, again, their luck is unbelievably bad. The meteor is, is landing really right where they're at. It could land anywhere on Earth. It's landing right on their fucking place. <laughs> there was a part of me that thought for a second the meteor was going to hit their skate pod as it went up and just smash it back down. Either that or like them. either that or like one of the stray meteorites that was like breaking off of it was gonna hit it. Like their luck was so bad in this movie. I'm like, there's no fucking way. They're gonna die somehow stupidly yeah. in this meteor. <laughs> and I'm either gonna laugh or just cry. <laughs> I don't know how this is gonna feel. Um anyway, they do actually get away. They the meteor comes down as they're going up and it meteor makes contact and just blows the shit out and of let the me area, tell obviously. You, I really liked how they made that look. They made that, did that look, look pretty cool. It, it looked nuts because like as it's hitting the earth itself is just like there are chunks of the earth just like rising up and flying through the air it it just it it looks so cool it kind of showed the creation of mountains basically yeah from the contact as it's gone like i haven't seen a lot of explosions (laughs) i mean i've seen a lot of explosions in movies i haven't seen a lot look like that it was obviously CGI. Obviously, they didn't blow up half the Earth for this movie, but it was still be, really kind of coolly some, uh... done. 
That would be commitment right there. That would cost more yeah. than $45 million. <laughs> They'd have to take over a couple of countries in war to <laughs> pull that shit off. Uh, not practical in this one, but <laughs> it, it did look really cool. I thought it was a fairly unique explosion. I've seen a lot of meteors hit. I haven't seen a lot look like that. And again, at a $45 million budget, did a really good job. It's weird to say $45 million isn't a lot, but... For a movie compared to a lot of compared to a lot of other movies, that that is a really cheap budget. That's a pretty cheap budget for a science fiction action thriller movie like this. Um, so they end up going up into space. Not much happens at this point. I think there's like a recording playing or something. I can't remember. Um, but it doesn't say what happens with them, and I think that's kind of okay. It's kind of decent where it leaves off. They already they already hinted at the point that somebody received the distress signal was on the way mm -hmm. and they were so already in space in the escape pod. And I assume they'll probably be close. Maybe that'll be his new daughter or maybe they'll never see each other again. Either way, they're alive. So yeah, they made it. They'll, they'll fucking take I, it after that. I'm not going to lie. I was surprised both of them made it. But yeah. yeah so we end up was, with a happy right ending. So, and it was... Like I said, it's a good movie. It was entertaining. The credits just show like the formation of the Earth coming to where it is now, which was kind of yep. a nice little touch. It was a nice kind little of interesting. thing. Yeah. Um, but a good movie. I enjoyed it. I would recommend. Um, just it's you know, fun. Turn, it's a very volume, fun movie. Just you know, turn the volume down. <laughs> I actually kind of want to watch it again with the volume down a little bit, so I don't blast my fucking eardrums out. <laughs> but anyway. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this. If you listen to this on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, please leave us a review. Five stars would sound super good. Um, and if you want to watch the video version, it's on YouTube at Cookie Speaks Word Words. If you are on the YouTube version and you hate our faces and just want to hear the audio version, then look us up on Apple Podcasts and Spotify at Cookie Speaks Words. You can listen to us there. It's also in the description. The Discord is also in the description if you want to keep up to date with us and what we're doing. That is in the description on YouTube as well. So thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, the next time we'll see you will be the finale last of The of Last us. of Us. Yep. That'll be a big one. All right. So take it easy, guys. And until next time. Yep. Until next time. <laughs>